There's been so much talk about fat in the past 50 years with emphasis on the last 30 years. Obesity is ranking higher each year as a cause for the role that it plays in death. If you knew that you could change the way your fat cells responds to you in a positive way, would you do anything about it? Or would you just let the information slip by you because it sounds too easy and good to be true? Hello and welcome, or welcome back, to Wellness Through the Lens of Love. I am Dr. Belita Mooring, and it is a joy and a pleasure to be with you again. In this episode, we will dive into the mysterious fat and the spiritual message that lies within. What is fat? Well, at one time, early 16th century or so, being fat portly, or rotund, was a symbol of wealth. It showed society that fat or portly people could enjoy the finer things in life, like food, to abundance. Not today. The fat person of old is considered obese, and obesity is a global epidemic affecting developed and developing countries. Overindulgence due to tremendous increase in the availability of food, especially high-fat and or high-caloric foods, combined with a sedentary lifestyle and the lack of willpower, leads to more adipose-related health challenges. Snacking has become one of America's favorite pastimes. Think about it. There are snack machines everywhere you go. You would rather toss some coins into the machines, or perhaps these days, maybe a credit card. You would rather toss it into the machine to eat some high caloric snack than to experience a false hunger for a few minutes. If that weren't bad enough, there is an all-you-can-eat buffet or an inexpensive, supersized takeout meal with a sweet, sugary, fizzy drink waiting for you just around the corner. Milk chocolate, pastries, chips, pretzels, diet sodas, diet drinks, diet food, and more, all created to aid you in becoming addicted to the very thing that is causing you harm, helping you gain more weight, and possibly more fat cells. Unless you have self-control, you may find yourself grazing all day long. And yes, that leads to more weight gain and more fat cells. First and foremost, body fat is not the villain. It is a misunderstood organ that is often ignored until a person's health is at risk. Body fat is not to be avoided nor should we try to lose it. Instead, we should work to maintain a balance to keep fat in its healthiest form. Should body fat be in abundance and possibly oversized, then start thinking in terms of shrinking fat cells instead of losing them. I'll explain more later. Fat is needed for more than just an energy source. 
from head to toe, every cell of your body has a vital exterior that is fat and sheaths around nerves. Fat is also needed for absorption of vitamins and minerals, blood clotting, muscle movement, and inflammation. Body fat or adipocytes takes command very well. It does not matter if your commands are audible, inaudible, through internal or external stressors, through your choice of food laden with trans fats and sugars, or through images of your body attached to negative emotions constantly cycling through your mental space. Fat responds accordingly. Depending on your ability to communicate with fat or adipocytes would determine how the fat cells distributes itself. By the way, Ignorance of this fact is no excuse. Ignorance is communication to fat cells as well. And here's what I mean. I'm going to share with you one of my old client's information with her permission. And I say old clients because she is doing so incredibly well. She no longer needs me except to check in periodically. So... This woman hypnotically goes through her day from sunrise to sunset with low energy, shallow breathing and slowly moving. Every step feels labor intensive and her goal is to sit as much as possible. She has a pastry and coffee within 30 minutes of awakening, some nabs as she calls them, which simply means whatever is available around 9.30, bagged lunch or a large Chick-fil-A sandwich with fries and lemonade between 11.30 and noon. And then by 1 p.m., she's reaching for a small handful of candy or nuts that's conveniently placed on her desk at work. At 3 p.m., she is famished, so she slowly walks to the vending machine to get some chips and a Coke. By 4.30, she is heading home, not before stopping by her favorite Italian restaurant to pick up some spaghetti and meatballs with a fountain drink. In my opinion, that meal was the size for two people. Easily, it could have easily served two people. Well, while driving home, she sips on the fountain drink until she arrives at home. As soon as she gets home, she drops her things at the door, turns on the television, and positions herself on the couch. This woman does not do many things quickly. However, the manner in which she eats her food is something to behold. She packs her mouth to the point of looking like a chipmunk and swallows big chunks of food. Within 15 to 20 minutes, everything is gone. Did I mention she was drinking the remainder of the fountain fountain drink all the while? She was. Within five minutes, she's taking a little nap. I call this a food coma. 
She wakes up about 7.45 to 8 p.m., gets out of her work clothes, and slips into something a little more comfortable. Because she had a long nap, she finds it difficult to fall asleep before midnight, not before having two Keebler chocolate chip cookies (laughs) and some milk. This cycle begins again tomorrow, as it does every day. Quick question, to you that is, how did that scenario make you feel? Was your body leading you in any direction? Did you feel energetic or sluggish? Did you feel the emerging fatness or a sleek physique? How well do you think you would sleep after a day like that? How, th- how do you think you would feel the morning afterwards? How do you think those first moments would be after a day that I just described? Well, if you are a calorie counter, could you imagine how many calories came from the snacks and soda or fountain drinks alone? Did anyone hear me mention vegetables? No, I did not mention vegetables. Inevitably, she and clients like her would point out the fries or the tomatoes, pickles, or lettuce on the bun. It's not quite what I'm going for. This is a real situation and it requires re-education as to how the body and fat works. I want you to think about this. We are born with 25 to 35 billion, with a B, fat cells. And that's more than enough for life. Now, the average adult has approximately 50 billion fat cells, with 150 cells dying every second. Let's look at that. There are 86,400 seconds in a day times the 150 fat cell deaths per second equals 12,960,000 fat cell deaths per day. I'm not even going to uh, do any more math on this as I am not a whiz math. I mean, a math whiz. (laughs) One of you brilliant math folks out there can break it down further and give us the percentages if you so desire and share with group. All I know is that is a heck of a lot of fat cells dying and it barely scratches the surface. These fat cells remain constant for life. They will either expand or shrink. This number increases with excess eating and weight gain up to 150 billion fat cells. And now they have the ability to expand and shrink, depending on your lifestyle and eating habits. Let's take a look at some statistics. An estimated 300 million people worldwide are obese and another 750 million people are overweight. Because of this, there is an ever-increasing incidence of cardiovascular disease, type 2 diabetes, hypertension, certain cancers, 
and obesity-related morbidities. The U.S., the United States, leads the way with 97 million obese and overweight adults alone. Research shows that the cause of modern-day obesity falls into two categories, genetics and environmental. Obesity is considered a lifestyle disease, and it leads to countless adipose-related illnesses, as mentioned before. So, what does excess body fat do to the body and your mind? Well, excess body fat lowers respiration, slows all internal functions, creates a toxic environment that leads to many health issues, it demotivates, and it challenges brain function. This leads to the inability to thrive optimally. Guilt, sadness, depression, and often shame will plague those bordering obesity, making them a prisoner of their own mind. They may display a sense of joviality in public, however, when they are alone, it's a completely different story. There may be an occasional outlier or an exception to the rule. I just have not been acquainted to him or her. I would love to meet that individual because they would be worth studying, learning from. So come to me, my darling. Now, as I was saying before, fat is an intelligent endocrine organ, and it is rather magical and somewhat miraculous, in my opinion. I'm going to do my best to stick to basic bite-sized pieces of this information and attempt not to turn this into a lecture. I really love this topic, and I can get lost in it. So let's look at the beautiful fat cells. Fat cells are characterized by the satiety hormone, leptin, and the hormone adiponectin, which regulates physiological uh, uh, processes like glucose and lipid metabolism. And it's also a cardioprotective and acts on the brain to regulate satiety. Fat also regulates blood pressure, thyroid, and the reproductive system. It helps with the proper metabolism and digestion of food. Uh, fat, body fat, also known as adipocytes, are also cells that store excess lipids. Lipids are any organic compounds that are insoluble in water and soluble in an organic solvent like natural oils, hormones, waxes like triglyceride and cholesterol. Man, my tongue got tied up. Uh, and steroids. Lipids consist of white fats, brown fats, and beige fats. And here's the difference. White fats are found everywhere in the body and stores energy. After a meal, insulin level goes up. White fat swells by taking in more fatty acids. 
when the insulin level drops, fat cells release their stores as a source of quick energy for the body. White fat cells make up your muffin top, back fat, plump booty, jiggly thighs, a couple of chins, big belly, and other sexy goodnesses when allowed to spread. White fat is considered subcutaneous fat which lies beneath the skin while known as visceral fat because it surrounds the organs. Think about the scenario I presented earlier. Do you think she had an abundance of white fats? Subcutaneous or visceral or possibly even both? If you said yes, you would be 200% correct. All right, let's move on to brown fat. Brown fat is iron-riched with mitochondria, and mitochondria is looked at as the powerhouse of the cells. It is also thermogenic, and it burns energy which torches white fat cells. Newborn babies have high levels of brown fat that decreases as they get older. In adults, brown fat can be found around the neck, collarbone, chest, and between the shoulders. Staying cool increases brown fat activity, so possibly consider turning your thermostat down at night to aid in some weight loss. That is a whole lot of cold air around your body at night to sleep, yet many prefer that. I can handle it about 69 and that's as low as I want to go. I will find some other way to burn fat. All right, enough of that shenanigan. Let's get to the beige. The beige fat is a combination of the white and the brown fat. It is typically found in white fat, though it can turn to into brown fat, thereby aiding in the reduction of white fat. How about them apples? All right, so let's take a look. Uh, let's take a look at life without fat, completely without fat. First of all, the body would freeze due to lack of insulation. Our nerves would be uninsulated, and the communication would be jangled and crisscrossed. Cognitive functions would be delayed or impaired. There would be no fat in the membrane that surrounds each cell, and this is needed to act as a messenger that binds to protein, which enables various reactions. This is important because, depending on the membrane's role and location in the body, Lipids make up to 20 to 80% of the fat surrounding the membrane with the remaining amount coming from protein. Without fat, there would be interrupted communications within the body. We would not be able to store crucial supplies of nutrients and vitamins such as vitamin A, D, E, and K. We would not have a functioning immune system. Our reproductive organs would not be able to function properly. 
or at all, like amenorrhea, which is the absence of menstruation in females, or impotence or erectile dysfunction in men. We would experience hair loss or thinning, constantly falling, yes, that's the hair I'm talking about, and our skin and our nail would be thin, cracked, and dried, and quite often discolored. Every function of our body would be affected without fat cells. Okay, so what do you think? Now knowing what you know, can you see any benefits in having a fat-free diet? I think not. Fat consumption can come from avocados, certain seeds and nuts, dairy products, meat, and fish. No hydrogenated or man-made fats, please. As long as we are getting in enough fat daily, our, our bodies will function accordingly. Okay, let's lighten things up a bit and introduce a few things that will aid in an organic fat reduction, so an organic fat loss. And these things are rarely spoken of. Uh, first and foremost, all of us will lose fat through breathing, urinating, and sweating. That's right, you sweat it out and you pee it out. According to some research that has been done by the British Medical Journal, uh, 80% of the fat we lose is through our lungs and it activates thermogenesis. That's right, it heats us up. The research also shows that greater, the greater the protein in the body, the higher the total fat mass. Protein binds with specific receptors on the body's fat cells and inhibits thermogenesis, which affects metabolism and calorie burning. A few spices that will aid in metabolism and calorie burning, capsicum. It's a red pepper, you know, that you can sprinkle over your food or add to a beverage. Cinnamon, guinea pepper, cumin, turmeric, ginger, and black pepper, just to name a few, will all play a role in fat oxidation, act as a thermogenic, and boost metabolism. Any one or all of them can be added to your teas or coffee without sugar and cream on an empty stomach. Wait 30 minutes and then have a meal. You can also pull all these spices together and find some more. You know, find some other spices that you enjoy that act as a thermogenic and just blend them together Leave them on the table so that you can freely add them to your meals or to your beverages when you so desire. You will be absolutely amazed at the benefits from doing so. Now, resveratrol, which is a natural polyphenol, it has been researched and shown to reduce visceral fat pad weight in the abdominal cavity. That is always good. Now, this can 
this can be found, or resveratrol can be found in mulberries, grapes, red wine, and surprisingly, even peanuts. That one stumped me. I would have never put those two together. Resveratrol is also available at your local health food store. Just ask the attendant or the clerk uh, which, which brand is best for you according to whatever information you share with them. Now, the next two are my absolute favorite ways. And this is something my clients do all the time. At first for them, it's kind of weird and they feel, as said by them, um, stupid for doing so. But my gracious, once they get in the groove, it becomes a part of their day. So here's what I'm talking about. Communicating with your fat cells. And in communicating with your fat cells, you're actually communicating with the fascia, which is a network of of um, connective tissue that runs through your body and it also runs through your muscle. Okay? Hence lies the spiritual message within. So, what do you say when you talk to your fat? I'm going to share something that I share with my clients. So, I sit quietly, sometimes in front of a mirror, sometimes I'm just standing and I stand still, um, and I speak to fat like it's an old friend. Because I've done so for so long, my body transforms according to my needs. Anytime I fail to do this, my body slowly swells with excess fat and or water. It may sound silly. I am here to tell you it is not. So here is what I say. And in the beginning, you may want to say something like this so that you can feel what it is that I am talking about. This is me talking to my old friend, Fat. Hello, my darling. I am so grateful for you. I am so glad that you have been here to protect me from myself. I misunderstood your intention for so many years, and I judged you falsely because of my ignorance. I now know that I needed you because I did not fully understand how my body and mind worked, and that led to unnecessary to an unnecessary production of cortisol, the stress hormone, thereby producing more fat. My ignorance has also led me to create some false beliefs about you, making you feel unimportant to me, which led to depression, uncontrollable hunger, and sleep deprivation. I understand you so much better now, and it is my desire to aid you in the reduction of excess fat by listening to the many signals that you relay every day. You are my silent partner, and together we will be victorious in my health and well-being. What can I do to what can I do for you today to help you utilize the fat stored for energy and to distribute more healthy fats to every cell of my body? 
send your message clearly and concisely so that I may act accordingly. I appreciate and I love you. Wilita. Because I'm talking to my fat self, I only needed to say Wilita once, and it was probably not necessary then because I'm talking to my fat cells. When I talk to the fat cells, my entire body is listening and responding. I can feel my vibrations shift and my energy elevate. Sometimes I may speak to my body, um, my body fat with my eyes open or closed. It really doesn't matter. Do not be surprised if your eyes start to leak as if you are crying. It is your body expressing itself. Let it flow. If the leaky eyes turn into a full-blown crying session, let that happen also, as there is more room out than there is in. My second favorite way is the power of OM to decrease body fat or any excess fat. Not everyone is comfortable with the sound of their voice, so the thought of OMing can be a little daunting. Do you sing, whether in the shower, while doing house chores, hobbies, or gardening? Perhaps you sing along with the radio, a television program, or acting foolish and childlike. Does the sound of your boy's voice bother you then, or does it make you feel good? So tell me something. Do you hum? Do you gargle? Yeah, I know. I can hear you saying, what does that have to do with anything, let alone fat reduction? And I'll say to you, more than you realize. If you can do any of the above, the above, then you can ohm comfortably. Oming, singing, humming, and gargling have three things in common. The inhalation, exhalation, and vibration. The fuller the inhalation, the longer the exhalation and vibration will be. The exhalation combined with sound vibrates the center of the body and brain out to the extremities. Whenever there is vibration in your body caused by an exhalation and sound, there will be heat. That that um, uh, letter that I read or the words that I speak to myself falls into this category as well. As long as our lips are moving and we are breathing at a steady rate with emphasis on the exhalation, there will be heat. Now, Whenever there is vibration and exhalation and now heat, there is going to also be a muscle movement around the abdominals. So when, when you ohm, hum, sing, or gargle, you contract your abdominal mu muscles, which now benefits from the vibration and the heat. The most powerful of the four, you know, Oming, singing, humming, and gargling is going to be the om. 
Let's try a little experiment. I'm going to allow the child in me to come out for this. And this is just so uncool yet cool altogether. Enough introducing this madness, which is actually kind of beautiful. I keep tea at my side all the time. And it's not uncommon for me to gargle my tea, which does a couple of things. Number one, I get the benefit from the vibration and the heat that it produces. I also can taste the full flavor of the tea. It sounds strange, but I promise you, it happens just that way. So, the first thing I'm going to do is do a, a normal gargle and then gargle with sound. So bear with me. The vibration of the gargle, just that gargle, is just in your throat. The benefits of gargling with sound vibrates through your whole body. As I am sitting here, I could feel the vibration from my head all the way down to my feet. And I'm in a seated position. So needless to say, it was vibrating my bones, my sit bones, where I am sitting. And I could feel it everywhere in between. That's a beautiful thing. Now, singing does the same thing. Yes, words do matter. But what matters more is that you're singing. Because quite frankly, the there's going to be emphasis on the exhalation because nobody wants to sing like this. More likely, a person's going to find that song and the emphasis is going to be in the words with the elongated exhalation. You will feel your body vibrate that way. I'm going to spare you the singing right now and move on to humming. Humming the same thing applies. When you hum, and now you hum something that you really enjoy, not only are you vibrating every cell in your body, every bone, every fascia, every everything, you are now increasing your chances of bringing in nitric oxide with your inhalation, providing that you breathe with your mouth close, nitric oxide increases. And I'll tell you more about nitric oxide in next week's episode. Now, oming. Oming is the one that can increase heat faster than anything. I indulge in this as often as possible because it raises not only my body temperature, but the vibration in my body is, uh, it's, it's, it's incredible. It's just that good. So I'm going to ohm at a certain pitch. I will play with the pitch of ohms simply because each octave 
or each note of OM affects the body differently. So I definitely would suggest that you play around with OMs and just get used to your own voice. This is not about, uh, you know, preparing for a singing contest or anything. This is about setting your body free. Generally, in three OMs, I am heated up. Play around with it and find out how many OMs it takes you to heat up. Usually my eyes are closed, I'm standing or sitting, it actually does not matter. Both ways I'm going to feel the effects of the OM. OMing is not just about fat loss. OMing is a meditation in itself, and it's a beautiful meditation. I just use it because I understand the effects that it has on the body when you get that good OM. It's elongated because of the exhalation, and you're contracting your abdominal muscles to complete the OM. Hence lies the heat. So here we go. Every time I ohm, I get lightheaded, and I feel as if I've just been transported beyond my physical body. It's a beautiful thing. I suggest you play around with your ohms today and every day. You will enjoy it. Well, You've made it through another episode, and I am proud of you. Next episode, it's all about breathing and the power of OM. We will go in depth, for breathing and OMing will transform not only your life, it will transform your body so that you can enjoy your life. As usual, should this be a podcast that interest you, I would be grateful to you for joining me every Monday for a new episode. Tell three friends and let's build a community together. This podcast is my way of giving back, sharing my knowledge and experience of wellness through the lens of love is a joy and I do it gladly. From time to time, I will bring to your attention health products, a book, or technology that has helped me along the way and could possibly do the same for you. It is your choice to purchase or not. Wellness through the lens of love will change your life for the better, inside and out, and on its own. Wellness is your birthright. You just have to choose it. Needless to say, I am so excited for the journey we will take together. I want you to remember these two things. Love is the greatest healer of all, 
and I love loving you. Until the next time.